Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman, and today I'm talking to Jennifer, who found that sugar made her anxiety worse, and she just didn't have any other coping skills to deal with the inevitable ups and downs of life and her own emotions in any other way than with sugar. We had a very inspiring chat, and just before we get to that chat, I want to invite you to download your simple guide to getting more energy with less sugar on my website, aftersugarclub.com. Click on Simple Guide. And if you want to check out the After Sugar Club, then click on the green button, join the club, and come and join us. You can also find me on Facebook, on my page Life After Sugar, as well as on Instagram at my life after sugar, where you'll find pictures of what I eat, what I do, and basically see that it's perfectly possible to live a fun, healthy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. And you can also find me on Clubhouse under my name, Netta Gorman, and in my club, Life After Sugar. All right, let's get to my chat with Jennifer. All right, so Jennifer, lovely to meet you and to see you. And could you tell us a bit about what your life was like when you were still consuming sugar? Sure. Um, like some of your other guests, my sugar story goes way back. So when I was a little kid, and I wonder, this is interesting, and I wonder if you've researched this at all, if there's a genetic component to mm -hmm. this tooth idea. Do you think there is? Have well, I have um, spoken to recently to someone who is an expert in genetics with respect to food and especially sugar and refined carbs. And yes, there's definitely a link between the two. Yeah. And so why I bring that up is because the way that I was raised, my mom was a kind of a hippie type and she was always on some sort of health food kick. So she'd have us on vegetarian diet. She'd have us on no sugar. She'd go shop at the health food store and we get all excited with this bag of cereal because it had like Popeye on it. I remember it was like pop, Popeye brown rice puffs. And we thought it was like sugary cereal. We got all excited, but it was from the health food store and she knew that. And it was a zero sugar thing. And then we had my dad. So my parents got divorced young. So the, all of those health kicks was my mom is a single mother. My dad is total sweet tooth. And my, his father, my grandfather, absolute, like, and they both diabetic now or had gotten diabetes and passed uh, complications from that. So dad's side of the family was all about the sweet tooth. And so when mom was on a health kick, and we would go to stay at grandma and grandpa's grandma always had 
the cookie jar filled with like five different kinds of cookies. If she wasn't on a baking kick, she'd make sure to buy like the Keebler elves, little chocolate cookies. (laughs) We we knew as soon as we got to grandma's house, we could go and had free reign. She would make pancakes for us every weekend. So drowning everything in syrup, she'd have three different kinds of syrup. And it was like, we were on this total feast or famine with sugar as kids, which I think just added to me wanting sugar all the time is because it was taken away from me sometimes as a kid. Mm. And so, I mean, I know you've discussed this. I've heard you discuss this with other people about having to be real careful around children. Yes. 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 And real careful about, um, you know, allowing or forbidding. And it's more the you're not allowed. It's forbidden that for me, it would, it would be a problem than what it is that we're forbidding. Yeah. Yeah. So that really solidified my sweet tooth, if you will. And then I myself, interestingly, started following my mom's example more so than my dad. So I've been always learning about natural health, trying to lose weight or keep my weight healthy on health kicks myself, always experimenting with diet and natural ways to keep myself healthy. So over the years, I've done the same thing. I've been vegetarian. I've been vegan. I've tried every diet book you can imagine. And I've also had periods of time where I've cut out the sugar or gone without sugar. And I would say the most recent and where I'm at now is about two months ago. My husband and I were to the point where we were, and we eat such a healthy diet. I mean, I work with people and coach people around using diet and lifestyle to turn their health around that we just kind of fell into a pattern where we didn't think about it that much because as long as it was like a healthy plant-based recipe or whatever, but then we realized we were eating dessert like every single meal. And when this, when COVID started, the lockdowns and everything, we started having lunch dessert and dinner dessert every day. (laughs) And um, specifically during COVID? That's when it ramped up. Like we realized, oh my gosh, we can't even have a meal without having something sweet after it. And what did, what was it that COVID was setting off in you that made you want dessert more often? Do you know? I think it's probably what everybody in the world has been feeling is just an overall sense of anxiety mm-hmm. of what's going on in the world. And are like my husband, um, completely kind of changed up the way he works. So he started working from home 95% of the time. I work from home most of the time already, but then it was like, well, he's going to be in one area. I'm going to be, you know, it changed our household. It changed our interactions with family, with friends, with, you know, and it's just, everything is so when things get uncertain, And I know this is a pattern in myself. I'm very pretty self-aware. So I recognize that I'm, I tend to use food and alcohol. Those are my ways to numb, soothe, check out, calm the anxiety. 
in which I'm sure you know and have talked about the link between alcohol and sugar. (laughs) It's the the same thing. It's like two sides of the same coin. It's just a way to numb out. It's a painkiller. I mean, sugar is a painkiller. And so we were, I mean, I'm not saying that we were in pain and desperate pain at home, but there was definitely a higher level of anxiety and that came along with COVID. And so then I would, about two months ago, I did a, let's take a break. Let's take a break from sugar. I I do this sometimes with alcohol or different flour sometimes, and we're just going to take a break. And we felt so much better. It was like, we completely cut out any form of sugar, any artificial, any natural sweetener, any processed sugar, and for about two months and felt really, really good. And then I'm more of a progress, not perfection type. Like I can't, I don't really follow anything a (laughs) hundred percent. So these days we are, we know how much better we feel. And so we're like, we will have more of a naturally sweetened dessert where something will have a little bit of maple syrup or a little bit of honey, or even just like banana or something. And we're not having two desserts a day. So we're, it's, it's like, um, it's an experiment really. It's in one, another, Oh, another thing I wanted to tell you about was, so my husband was speaking of anxiety and issues. He was diagnosed about a year ago with PVCs, which are, um, heart arrhythmias, premature ventricular contractions. And so we looked at what sort of natural ways could help with that, what sort of things could be impacting that. And he right away gave up caffeine. So he um, was diagnosed with these PVCs and then he would notice that too much sugar, when we did this experiment of cutting it out, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm not feeling as many of these, they're extra heartbeats is what they are. And he realized that sugar was aggravating that condition. Wow. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then interestingly, because he's been focused on his heart and so I, and it must just be because we are so in tune with each other's energy. Now, if we do have something that has processed sugar in it, we will both, we can both feel it impacting our heartbeat. Hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. You, you know, in the same way we mentioned at the beginning about the link between genetics and sugar, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily make that link with heart, the heart condition and sugar either. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, it's the, what he had is um, like an electrical issue with the heart. It's like the nerves, like stimulating too much, too many heartbeats is throwing in an extra heartbeat. He had one almost every other heartbeat. And I'm wondering, and I haven't studied it that much. We've, we dug into some information when he was diagnosed, but then I wonder that sounds like it could be related to anxiety when your nervous system starts going crazy and you can, feel your heart beating faster and things like that. And it's, there's so many links that could be there. And it's just interesting that that sugar just seems to rev up your system 
for a bit, but then it makes you crash. And so it's, we both noticed that it like has a little impact on our heart rate. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of ironic that we turn to sugar when we're anxious and sugar is very often something that will make anxiety worse. Mm -hmm. And so, and we just don't have most of us. I don't know if you're like me, but I didn't learn the tools to deal with my anxiety in any other way than with sugar and chocolate and those kinds of foods. Right. And then alcohol, once you become an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. nobody's fault. It's not like, you know, but it's just, it's not something that is taught or learned, you know, how to manage or manage your stress, soothe yourself. It's Mm -hmm. just, we just don't have any tools to do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, now we, my husband and I both meditate fairly regularly. I've been doing a lot of gentle yoga. Another thing that the uh, COVID brought for me was a love affair with yoga with Adrian on YouTube. (laughs) Love it. Me and some of my friends we talk about, we're like, if it wasn't for yoga with Adrian, I don't know, I may have gone crazy through this. So she just does very gentle uh, free yoga videos and it's very calming for the nervous system. So it's like trying to shift from running to the old addictions, sugar being one of them, to how do I cope with this in a healthy way? What can I do? Can I just slow down and take a few deep breaths? Can I go do like a 10 minute yoga, gentle yoga, trying to do things like that instead of using the old patterns? Yes. Yeah. The challenge is as much give, is as, as much about the sugar as about changing those patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then, so at what point did, did you kind of, was it bit by bit throughout your life where you cut sugar and then you re- reintroduced it and then you cut it again? Or was there, a, was there a time where you said, that's it, it's over? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because if there ever is or was a point where that's it, it's over, it would be right about now in my life. So it's been, historically, it's been cut it out, reintroduce it, cut it out, reintroduce it. And it's like um, things like French vanilla coffee creamer has been my Achilles heel, my downfall. There's always something. But then other things in my life happen to where it's not even just the creamer, but like I know that coffee is not that great for me anymore because my husband gave up caffeine and I'm starting, I'm at that age where I'm in menopause and I'm looking at hot flashes, night sweats. So I'm also looking to diet and reducing caffeine and reducing sugar and alcohol because of hot flashes so it's impacting my hormones too so yeah I'm probably not gonna ever go back to processed sugar and then you know naturally sweeten things like a little bit of maple syrup that's where I'm at right now and then I do notice a big difference between like a maple syrup dessert or something that just had bananas to sweeten it versus something that had like a cup of regular sugar or powdered sugar or a piece of cake. Those are completely different reactions in my body. 
And it's, I know you talk about this too, is about just listening to what your body needs. Yes, yes. And that's a skill in itself mm-hmm. that we can develop. And what, what kind of difference do you feel physically? I mean, over and above the taste, what kind of difference do you feel physically between, you know, some kind of dessert that's sweetened with sugar and then the other one that's with the banana or maple syrup? Yeah. Um, I notice the intense highs and low, the crash. I notice the sugar crash and feeling completely tired after. For me, it's about, it could even be a couple hours after having a dose of sugar. And that crash comes like sometimes to the point where I feel like I need to lie down and have a nap. And, and another interesting thing to me is like the more we clean up our diet, the more we take a break or do any of these experiments, I think the more sensitive our body gets if there's a reintroduction. So when I would be playing with my coffee with French vanilla creamer, I'd be off it for a while. When I would bring it back, it seemed to just hit me harder and harder. It feels like it's draining my adrenals. It's impacting my energy. I mean, I know what you offer. You're always offering people to have more energy in their life. And that's a natural, steady energy. Exactly. And, and I just think every time you reintroduce sugar, it just drains you more and more. And, you know, it, it's true. And it's like we grow, I don't know for you, but I grew up believing that sugar gives you energy. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it ends up that, okay, sure, it'll give you energy, but it'll give you a bigger crash not long after. And so it's like, it's changing our mindset from I need energy now because I don't have any to I don't need energy now because I have it all the time. Yeah. It's quite a shift, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) And so how are you feeling now that you lowered your sugar intake you know, like what kind of benefits do you feel in your body and in your and especially in your relationship with your food and with yourself and with alcohol yeah it just feels um i have more stable energy i feel it's helping me with the menopause symptoms um so it's helping with hormonal things like hot flashes and it helps me feel like calm clear, energized throughout my day. And so I do um, massage therapy a couple days a week. So I do that part time and I, and that can be very physical work and I have the strength for it. I have the strength for a day where I'll have four or five clients and that's a lot of work to do. And I'm not feeling like I want to crash or that I need to take a nap or when I'm done with the day, When I'm done with a full day of massage and I've been eating healthy, keeping the, you know, all of the addictive substances, the sugar, the alcohol, the caffeine, keeping all of that out of my system. When I come home from a day of work, I feel okay. I feel like I can reset. I can just, you know, do some stretches, do a little breathing and then go help make dinner, even though I did all that physical work. So it's like, it actually gives you more physical strength, I feel, to not have those substances in your system. Yeah, I guess your body's not using up that precious energy to deal with the sugar spikes and crashes and the insulin spikes and crashes. 
And so, you know, you can use all that energy for <laughs> good things. Yeah. Great. And how has your relationship to sweet tastes changed? Yeah, both my husband and I have noticed that with our recent experiment over the last few months where we're really trying to get sugar out of our lives for good is that these naturally sweetened desserts or um, desserts that even don't even have any sweetener in them or maybe even just a piece of fruit or something like that, it tastes so good to us. And the other like I don't know. What's the worst thing you can think of like grocery store birthday cake. <laughs> it just sounds, it sounds awful abhorrent to us to have that. It just, it's almost like my heart starts beating faster. If I even think of eating like a grocery store bakery dessert, it's just, there's so much in there, starting with the huge dose of sugar and the huge dose of chemicals. And it's like and all those refined oils and goodness yeah. knows what, colorings. And, yeah. yeah. And it's like my, our bodies are like immediately reacting even before that. Like it doesn't, it doesn't even sound good anymore. And so would you say that sort of sweet, foods and desserts and, and dessert-like concoctions are <laughs> um, yeah. not even sort of on your radar anymore for, for when you want to celebrate or when you want to treat yourself, or are they still part of that? Oh, that's a good question. I, I would say that it's more of a, what a, a natural dessert, like my birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I, of course, I don't want like a grocery store birthday cake, <laughs> Yes, but I still have this concept and, they, and it just goes back to childhood and everything we've learned and everything we've been taught. So I have this concept of, yeah, you know, let's, what sort of birthday cake can we make, but our healthy, very low sugar version of it sounds good. So I guess, yeah, there's something still there about need a birthday cake <laughs> it, that takes such a long time for us to let go of if we want to you know and for me it kind of happened naturally I realized one year that I don't want a cake and then I thought well what's wrong with me <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me you know I I found 101 other ways to celebrate to treat myself and yeah. so in the end it's just sort of an opportunity to find other ways that you would never have thought of to treat yourself and to celebrate. Yeah, I've heard you talk about um, how your meal, why can't I just enjoy my meal without having the dessert or like we were having two desserts a day. Can't have my lunch without yeah. dessert, can't have my dinner without dessert. You're like, why can't I just enjoy my meal or how you were like, you, the meal was just an excuse to get to your dessert. Yes. And I, you know, I definitely feel like we are enjoying our healthy meals and we're not having dessert every day. We're not having it twice a day. And my husband and I love to cook and we love to find good recipes and healthy, you know, cook healthy meals together. And we look forward to that and we just enjoy the meal. And I read, I was just recently on vacation and I read this book called The Yoga of Eating while I was on vacation and it's got me, gotten me to slow down and really savor and enjoy 
the meal that is before me without thinking about what is the next thing or having to have some sort of like hit of, you know, something addictive in your mind, like super overpowering. It's like, I can just enjoy like a nice, you know, Asian edamame tofu bowl or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without, without feeling that something's missing or it's not complete. It's a very good exercise in mindfulness and being in the now and all those yoga-y sort of things, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I found because I'm not, I'm not naturally that kind of person, but when I took sugar out, I was sort of forced to concentrate on the now. Yeah. Which was a good side effect. Yeah, definitely. When you have to, stop and think when your natural reaction is I want a cookie I want a chocolate I want something and and you're when you're really trying to take a break from those things or cut those things out of your life then it's like you have to stop and think why do I why am I wanting to go to that sugar or that drink or it's like what's going on and it's usually some level of anxiety some level of wanting the now moment to not be the now moment wanting to run away from that yeah yeah and not knowing what else to do but reach out for that cookie you know I come back to this fact that most of us have no other tools or knowledge or skills to deal with our anxiety stress and I'm not saying you know get to a place where there is none of that anxiety and stress and whatever because it's it's just part of real life so rather than try and eliminate real life you know how about we sort of together find ways to to actually deal with them and not just cover them up yeah that's a big topic how do we as society as humans um deal with the now moment, deal with emotions that are positive and negative, things that come up in life without running to our favorite addictions. Yeah, yes. You know, it's, I think, as important to teach our young kids those kinds of skills as math and geography and, and all the rest. Absolutely. Yeah, it's emotional intelligence. It's self care. It's you know, dealing with your emotions in life. Nobody was ever taught that. We were never taught that. And, you know, and it's difficult to teach that to our kids when we ourselves were not taught that. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And we sort of have to parent ourselves if we want to teach that to our own kids. Yeah. But I have hope because, you know, there's people like you, um, you know, that, that help people to get there, right? Yes. And what is it that you sort of specializing in your coaching? Yeah, so I help coach people to use natural, powerful health solutions to lose weight, to turn around lifestyle diseases such as heart disease, type 2 diabetes, uh, to prevent reverse, halt, slow down, get off some medications if that's possible for people. So I really just use like powerful natural health solutions to help people get the weight off and help get their health back on track. That's what I'm all about. 
Fantastic. That's what we need. <laughs> Where are you based? I am based in Memphis, Tennessee in the United States, but I do my work online for people all over the world. Fantastic. How can people get in touch with you? So my website is youcangethealthynaturally.com. You can get healthy naturally.com. That's fantastic. Yes. I'll put the link in with the, the description of the episode. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, Nada. It was a great conversation. Hopefully we can help the world to learn how to deal with emotions and life in a more calm, less addictive way. That would be awesome. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Such a great and inspiring conversation there. And, you know, you start off talking about sugar and then you realize that there's a whole bunch of other life-affirming, life-changing subjects that are connected with sugar or rather with taking away sugar and finding the real sweetness in your life. I mean, I never thought of any of those things when I first cut out sugar, and most of us don't. And it's really great to hear Jennifer talk about how sugar was a painkiller for her and how it affected her anxiety. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've definitely been there, and I definitely have found that since I stopped eating sugar, my anxiety has gone way down, even if real life carries on. And if you feel that you also want to cut sugar, but you just don't know how to start, and you also feel that you need some support and encouragement, and especially accountability, then check out the After Sugar Club on my website, AfterSugarClub.com. Click on the green button, Join the Club, and see if the After Sugar Club would be a good fit for you. It's where you get ongoing support from people who are on the same path as you, as well as from myself, and twice-monthly check-in calls too. They really do make all the difference to support you, encourage you, and help you with accountability. Because as Jennifer and I were saying, real life carries on whether you eat sugar or not. It's just that when you don't, you can learn to deal with what's really going on much better. So check out the After Sugar Club at aftersugarclub.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe so that you'll get it in your podcast player every single Sunday and leave a review to let me know how this podcast is inspiring you in your life after sugar. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.